All right, uh, when Carl gives me the go ahead here. All right, we're good. So welcome to, uh, I think this is our 70th episode of Dojo Universe, if I'm not mistaken. We might not be quite there yet, but I think Vin's out there. I mean, right? we have to just... What's that? that was Does that mean we garbage. have to do something special for 100? When we get to 100, we're definitely going to do something special, like um, like free virtual beer or non-alcoholic beverages for those under 21 or something like that. Um, Carl likes that idea. So, um, so check it out. I've got a special guest with us here today from the Beer Tent Podcast. His name is Paul Gibson. He can say hi if he wants. Hello. And uh, Paul? I don't know if uh, I know Vin. Vin and I have obviously heard of the Beer Tent podcast, and they actually interviewed me quite a while ago, and it was really fun. But um, I don't know. What can you tell us about the the Beer Tent there, Paul? Uh, well, basically, the the mission of the podcast is we want to talk about pipe band, all things related pipe band, from a lower grade player uh, perspective. And the idea of it came literally after a contest, hanging out in the Beer Tent, talking with people from other bands. And, um, and saying, this is kind of fun. We're all sitting around. We're fans of the grade one bands. We're talking about what they're doing. We're talking about the contest that we just played and, you know, what the different bands in our area are doing. And so it's, it's partly, um, partly uh, us being fans of, of the top bands and talking about who we think will win and what they're doing. And then also talking about our own struggles and, and problems. Via and let's the not forget the, uh, the, uh, the, the review of the latest and greatest microbrews that are yes, great for Yes, exactly. Since, <laughs> since we're in the beer tent, we have to talk about uh, the, the unofficial or semi-official fourth panel member, which is the beer. And uh, we review it, and uh, each time we try a different, uh, different either microbrew or international brew or something. Um, so beer lovers have something to enjoy as well. What are some of the, what are some of the, you know, the highlights from the beer perspective? Like, what are some of the... Uh, microbrews that you've discovered over, you know, this experience? Um, gosh, uh, I'd have to probably go back and look at a list. You can't um, remember, can you? Uh, I can't really remember every single one. We've definitely had some real winners, and we've also had a couple stinks. Um, we're also really lucky because our uh, the Piper uh, panelist, Mike, is a home brewer, and so he's brought a few of his personal uh, creations, which is fun uh, for us to kind of uh, be a part of checking out a pretty unique item, but um, uh, I, I remember I remember the 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 one we had with you was a was a Belgian beer. We didn't have a whole lot of Belgian beers up to that point, and so uh, now we have the euphemism amongst our friends that uh, we get to, we get a little Belgian sometimes. Uh, or what's the other one we use? Disabled. If, if we if we have a little too much of the beer. Uh, then we become disabled or uh, get a little Belgian. So. That's good. Um, now, on, on a secondary note, um, what are some of the other guests that have been on the show, like from a bagpiping uh, or drumming perspective? Well, since we like to kind of keep our, our our own trials and tribulations perspective, we like to have um, some of the local grade four, or grade five, grade three pipe majors, drum sergeants on and talk to them about how they deal with their band and their their troubles, but from a grade one perspective and kind of looking to them for for uh, expert advice, we've had, of course, uh, you, we've had um, uh, Bruce Gandy, uh, we've had both the Lees from SFU, um, John Fisher, 
uh, Andrew Hoynicki, an uh, American teacher from Chicago. We've had a number of, of, of top-level people who we've met um, either just uh, online, Skyping in, or in person at, at a games, talking to some of the judges, things like that. But uh, we like to try and mix it up between that and some of the, the lower-grade uh, people just to, just to kind of keep that focus. Great. So how do I, if I want to, how do I get to this podcast? Ah, well, you can download our show on iTunes. You just search for The Beer Tent. We also have a Facebook page, a Twitter account. It's at The Beer Tent Boys. You can interact with us that way. Uh, and then the website is www.thebeertent.com. Uh, it's a Podbean site where you can download all the old shows, uh, make comments, things like that. And you can see all the different um, interviews we've had. We cool. review you know, various things. and What were some of the other stuff? So it was at the Beer Tent Boys, right? Uh, that's our Twitter handle, yeah. Yeah, so that uh, equals their Twitter. Uh, I seem to recall, like, uh, sort of accidentally, between the Beer Tent Boys and uh, the Piper's Dojo, we were kind of Twittering uh, Winter Storm this year. Like, there was a lot of Twitter activity that we were kind of, you know, you guys were doing some funny stuff, and well, yeah, you you guys got um, uh, you provided an awesome um, service by doing the live stream, and um, we uh, through um, our internet connections uh, got the opportunity to just sort of be press at the event. Yeah, uh, they, that was cool. They they gave everybody in the, uh, all three of us on the show a um, a flip cam, and we had to go around and interview people and film things for Winter Storms usage. Um, and so we kind of got a little bit of a backseat or a, a backstage view of everything at the event. Um, uh, and so, yeah, the whole time we were there, we were saying, oh, it's about to start or come find us here. Or Yeah. We My just... wife, who was at home, was watching you guys and uh, or sort of watching what was going on and was really appreciating the stuff you guys were doing. Because I'm still kind of lame with the whole like I get social social media kind of and I can do all sorts of funky computer programming stuff that beams stuff up to our Twitter. But I don't really get the whole Twitter vibe. And my wife always gives me crap because, of course, she gets it. And but she was liking what you guys were doing. Yeah. Picking up where we dropped the ball. That's definitely one of the sure. real pleasures of, of, of having started this show is now when we watch the Glenfiddich streaming or we watch the world streaming, we find we're interacting with people on Twitter who were there or people who are at home watching, and there's this really great dialogue that happens. And, um, you know, the more events that they stream and the more things uh, that people are attending and wanting to interact with either on their phone or whatever, it's it's a great way to sort of feel like you're there as a fan, even though you're yeah, not. Absolutely. That's definitely one of the great things with social media. So um, would you say that, because um, I, um, I, at least in theory, come from a perspective of, you know, at least hopefully I know what I'm doing. Uh, I teach bagpipes. I'm, I'm at an advanced level. Is there, is there a disconnect between bagpipe teachers and, and piping culture between those that are super advanced and those who maybe aren't? Because you're saying the, the podcast comes from, your podcast comes from that angle of maybe not being part of the super elite. But Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of news sources out there that you can find out who won, what the grade ones are doing, you know, personnel changes, whatever, all that stuff. But you never see any of that about you know, the vast majority of people who are in this hobby or this, you know, this instrument, either bagpipes or drums, are, are at the amateur, the lower grade level. Yeah. And so we kind of want to celebrate and discuss what we're going through because we look up at the grade one perspective and say, well, gosh, you know, they, they've already got their – together they know what they're doing they're just out there you know trying to be 
uh, the best they can. And, you know, of course, that's a perception. I know you guys have struggles, too, but... Um, <laughs> well, no, I, th- but I, I think, I think it's, it's an excellent perspective because it's like, you know, you know with, without it, you, you don't actually see the journey, right? You don't see the progression of bands from, you say, the lowest levels all the way up until the upper levels. What you're seeing is the upper-level standard, which you know, to a lot of bands can seem completely unattainable, you know, but they don't see the actual stages that bands go through, you know, and why they're, they're you know, why the grades exist, you know, because there sure. are different standards and, and you don't get to see that, you know, so it's kind of like a, sort of like a, puts blinders on people somewhat and so we get sort of intimidated or overwhelmed or, um, so it's, I, think, I, was, I think it's I a great thing to do from that perspective. Yeah, I always remember like as a kid and uh, you know, I joined Oren Moore at a young age, and we were in grade three at the time. And we would look up to these players, like, uh, that were playing in, in some good bands. Maybe I won't name names, but uh, I'll name, but I'll just say we looked up to these players, and we were like, wow, that, those players are, you know, they're playing in a grade one band. That's pretty, that's pretty serious. And and there's there's always this sort of, like, you kind of put these people on a pedestal, and then somehow over time I ended up, I guess, in, in that position or beyond, and I've sort of forgotten maybe sometimes um, that I used to be in a position, you know, kind of wondering, like, how the heck does that happen? You know, so so I think it's kind of interesting. And I certainly really enjoyed the uh, the experience on the podcast. What did you say the Facebook was? It was uh, if you just search for The Beer Tent. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any conflicting, uh, you know, beer show or anything like that that, that would overlap. Um I can actually probably find it in two seconds here. Let me yeah, I think it's just Facebook slash the beer tent. Um, but yeah, speaking about the lower grade thing, uh, you know, a lot of lower grade bands, they, they get the world CDs and, and, and listen and say, well, gosh, how do we sound more like that? But in some ways, you know, it'd be nice to have, we've very strongly kind of advocated it would be great to have a CD from the worlds of the 4A bands or the 3A bands or whatever, yeah. because, because in I a way, agree. listen, looking at that as your ideal who won you know who won the grade 4a at the worlds this year let's try and be like that as best as we can because it's a big leap between gosh we're still working on blowing and eat you know kind of basic issues to you know playing the 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 most difficult challenging Mm -hmm. music that the usual grade ones play Another reason. Yeah, there's, there's also a you know a musical sort of thing that happens too. You know, you, hear, you listen to these CDs and a lot of the you know a lot of the lower grade bands try to sound like that literally. You know, they're trying to sort of taking taking riffs and, and different things from these you know these higher level bands, which without really realizing that that's not really how you need to sound. <laughs> you know, that's how they sound. Example, that's not how you need to sound. Example is, is tempos. Um, the perfect example is tempos, where you know uh, we're all listening to the grade one the grade one bands in the final. And like, that is the absolute top of tempo that should ever be surmounted. And these, and this is by players of the absolute highest quality in the world. But, you know, uh, I remember this, I remember this vividly or in more grade three. Well, you know, the world champion bands are playing, you know, um, Tom McAllister at 86 beats per minute. So here we go. Make sure you go home and practice that. Whereas, you know, a developing player should never play that fast. Um, and arguably the same thing might go for pitch. You know, the, the bands are really pushing the envelope of pitch where, you know, you're going to get a much more stable and toneful instrument um, as a developing player if, you, if you're if you not pushing the pitch that much, um, so on and so forth. 
So we don't we don't really claim to be educational. We're not trying to tell people how to run their grade four band or whatever, but we just like to talk about it. Like I said, from our perspective, we still go to you guys for the answers, yeah. <laughs> but um, but at least it's it's an outlet, you know, for for that side of the of the industry. Yeah, it's very cool. So anyway, uh, guys, I hope I hope you'll check that out. I see that they have 300 something followers on Facebook. I think they should have a lot more because it's a really cool, um, uh, a really cool podcast. So definitely check it out and spread the word. And I had a lot of fun. It's kind of a funny, quirky uh, chemistry that that they have over at the show. And uh, certainly, yeah, there there are three of us. It's uh, Mike, Stu, and then myself, Paul. And then, of course, the fourth panel member is the beer. But um, uh, we, we try and make it conversational and fun, like you're really there in the beer tent, rather than... I, I like hearing about, you know, you guys You guys are from out west, so it's, it's always fun to listen to, you know, the perspective of players in the game scene out there, you know, and sort of compare it to the one out here, you know, in the east. And it's, you know, it's fun. There's a, there's a lot of similarities. We're all talking about the same things, it seems, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, because uh, we often run out of time with when we do You Be the Judges, but... Uh, anyway, Paul's going to sit in with us on this, and uh, why don't we uh, why don't we get started with that, Vin? Cool. Um, if I'm not mistaken, today's uh, contestants on the UB the Judge are uh, aspiring Grade Two bands that are hoping to do well at the Worlds in Grade Two. Am I right about that, Vin? Or yes, indeed. Yes, this is a, a smattering of Grade Two bands, um, all of whom which will be appearing in the uh, on Glasgow Green in a few weeks, a couple weeks. Um, I think I think the grade two this year is an MSR, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you may be mistaken. I think it's actually medley on day one and MSR on day two, and okay. I could be wrong about that. But okay. Carl well, thinks I'm right. We've got a smattering of grade two MSRs to sort of mix things up. Oh, Mike says I'm wrong. What is the actual truth then, Mike? Medley qualifier. Medley qualifier. MSR. Oh yeah, that. If this, oh, it's all on one day. All Interesting. Day. Okay, so I, I was mistaken about the days, but... Yeah, I know there's two yeah. heats, and so there's going to be, like, the top whatever <laughs> from each heat. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so that'll be cool. And then, um, so do we have all MSRs here, Vin, or do we have a MSRs, mix? MSRs, yeah. No, we got all MSRs, so we got a sort of apples-to-apples apples comparisons here. Um, so this is a duplication of the final, maybe. <laughs> One would hope. Yeah, so I'm on sure the <laughs> On the assumption that these bands all make the final, we should uh, the goal today should be to predict the winner of the World Pipe Band Championships in Grade there you Two. Go. Um, there you go. And then you can also think a little bit about. Um, I think we should think a little bit about um, how much better they're going to be in two weeks. That's going to be part of my personal result because I'm trying to predict who's going to win the worlds. That's, well, I will, I will sort of qualify this as saying that these recordings are. Not any more than than three weeks, a month, maybe. Okay. Tops. Out so they're all those. sort of in the we're in the all main season of, now. Yep, they're all sort of on the upswing, reaching toward Glasgow. So. Um, all right. Well, Vin, why don't you go ahead and run the show here, and uh, I'll just enjoy. All right. Well, first up is 74th Highland Whiskey Barrel. Let's give me a listen. Oh, yeah, and by the way, um, before we do that, let's go over the rules, which is if you know who the band is, don't say it. Yeah, no, no spoilers. And no spoilers. definitely feel free to vote as we're going or, uh, you know, wait till the end. Yeah, and then commentary in the chat box, like giving your own sort of score sheet 
goods down in the chat boxes. Highly encouraged. Makes everything more interesting. And then at the end, we're gonna um, we're gonna reveal who the real bands are right. at the very end. So no spoilers if you know who the band is. And I think that's it for the rules, right? Yeah, that's it. All right, uh, let's do it. Right. Highland Whiskey Barrel. 
Excellent. Yeah, that was a little um, that was a little um, uh, a little rough in the march, I would say. But I, I really, I quite enjoyed the Stress Bay and Real. I feel like they hit the groove at that point. Mm-hmm. And we're not, I guess we're not going to talk too much about it now. But um, by the way, for any potential or more people um, listening, that's why I don't want to, when talking about playing Colin Thompson, man, that tune's hard. It's really yeah. hard. <laughs> it's really um, hard to get the unison. Um, well, yeah, there's I, a lot going on in that tune, right? There, there is definitely a lot. And um, the other thing, too, is they, they had some flatness on the bottom hand. This is a, a geeky, geeky tangent here briefly. Some flatness on the bottom hand, and, and that makes these low A, low G tunes, um, they, they can sound rough if you don't get the tuning right on the bottom hand. So um, many reasons that's a, that's a tough one, but I thought they did well. Let's move on to the next one. All right, hose. Here we go.
right. All right. Shall we carry on? I, I, I'm worried we're going to uh, run out of... Yeah. Bleary-eyed and dis distillery. Here we go.
Leary Iden District Distillery. Whatever. All right. Yes, that sounds. Good. Yeah, some people are like commenting on the uh, the recordings and things like. That. I mean, this is you know, this is uh, this is what we have to work with. You know, this is and it's one of the things I I complain about YouTube all the time, just because of the poor quality of some of the sound <laughs> you get. You know, but it's uh it's still. I mean, I think if you listen, depends on what you're listening for. You know, I mean, I think you can still pick out this from the basics that um, sort of make or break pipe band performance in spite of the recording quality, which, you know, varies across each band. So, yeah, there that. Um, uh, there's a guy, there's a fellow in, um, in Scotland um, by the YouTube name of Drone Chorus, and every time there's a major competition, uh, he, he does do really high-quality recordings from the same vantage point. The other yeah. thing is, in, in Ontario... Um, Pipes drums will often record the contests, and it'll all be good quality from the same vantage point. So those are a lot better. Um, I'm just trying to think in the big picture here. We're just trying to bring together some of these grade two performances and kind of lump them together and just see. You know, I'm going to be more judging based on an overall vibe than trying to pick yeah. out exact exact Absolutely. things. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to like to pick out like quality of sound when it's when it's particularly close. You know, because it's going to depend on the recording quality to really bring out some of the things you want to be listening for. Yeah. So it's really, yeah, it's more of an overall effect, you know. Yep. All right. Let's move on. All right. We, uh, fine institution PU is next. Let's go.
All right. Punter's Not bad, not bad, PU. Well done. Let's hear what's next. All right. Green Glen United, up next.
All right. Let's find folks from Glen. Say that fast. Green Glen United. <laughs> Let's move <coughs> to the Let's white move on. White belly mud for Chire.
White belt in Woodfordshire. I don't know what it is about some of these contests and the people chit-chatting and talking and like it's crazy. <laughs> you go to a pipe band contest, you watch the pipe band contest. I don't know what's going on. So, um, all right, let's uh, let's have some voting here, people. How many people are in so far? We got about I don't know, fifteen people in maybe. Yeah. Out of a potential twenty-eight. So uh, let's. Yeah, let's and get I know it's hard. In. It's like you know, like the recordings cover a lot. It was I, I found it hard to hear the drummers in a lot of those tracks, so it was difficult for me to judge the drumming really. But, yeah. Um, um, you know. You we had a judges conference here between me and Paul. We sort of conferenced on the result. For us. Yeah, Jim, I yeah. agree. I, I would. I would. Say, I would have no hesitation at telling some of those guys to shut their yappers. You know, I'm trying to hear the band. You know. Pretty much every games I go to, I try and record the contest just because I like to have archived recordings of some of the lower grade bands to, to reference and, and listen to. And I really struggle with trying to get a good perspective on A, sound, and B, quiet from the crowd. So yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's just a, a constant issue. Yeah, I don't know whether maybe it's a regional thing or something, you know, I don't know, or maybe the depth in the crowd, maybe you just need to be up front <laughs> or something away from everybody, because if, you, if you're like two layers in, you're inevitably going to get talk, but it's, I don't know, for the most part, I think people in the U.S. and in Canada are pretty quiet when they watch. Yeah, don't put it up yet, Ben. We still don't have very many people in here. We only got like 13 or 14 here in the piping. Let's have some votes here, people. Yeah, that would be nice. The poster board says, please be quiet while the bands are playing. It's a very distracting thing. Like it's, it's, these are these, it's sort of these subtle sort of social rules, I think, that, we, that most people don't follow that you really sort of need to be aware of. Like, for example, like walking past a soloist when he or she is competing, you know? Or walking away while they're playing. It's it's very distracting to see movement while you're playing, and you know when you do that, it just it just disrupts the whole experience for everybody. You know, um, I don't know. It's just weird things like that. You know, talking while the pipe band is playing. You know, stuff like that. It would be a simple thing to understand that maybe I shouldn't do that. You know? Yeah. All right. So uh, let's do 30 more seconds here on the voting, and. Uh, And then we'll we'll uh, post the results yeah. here. Yeah, Christy said it. Yeah, it was really hard to hear the drumming in a lot of them. I think it's just the recordings themselves, you know. It's yeah. I take it Christy doesn't like the recordings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, would, I tried to find ones that were uh, from the same perspective, like from the pipe core side. You know, a lot of them, you know, tend to be like on the drumming side because that's kind of where the line is and people want to be up front so they're at where the bands enter the, the ring and... When they close it, they want to be up front, but they're facing the drum court, which the recording is really not ideal when that happens. All right, let's post these results. Right. We got to press view votes, right? Or is that what do we have to do there? Broadcast results, is that what we do? Yeah, broadcast results. Right. So it looks like the buckskin hose is kind of like. Seems to be across the board the most consistent. Mm -hmm. um, although Green Glen United did the, theoretically did the best in the piping. Um, 
And there aren't any actual results to compare these two, are there, Vin? So we're just going to have... Not, not overall, no. There's a, I mean, these are taken from a, a variety of contests within the last month or so. Um, yeah. So, so Green, uh, Glen, Green Glen did pretty well. Bucks, Buckskin definitely did pretty well. Um, I liked Bleary-Eyed Distillery uh, quite a bit in the piping. They were by far the cleanest, by far the cleanest yeah. in the piping. However, they had low pitch which mm-hmm. um, it sort of turns most people's ears off, but... Uh, yeah, and it was just an angry white belly. I thought had a decent sound, but it like just left them, and it was really distracting <laughs> toward the end there. Yeah. Um, but I thought their, their, their sound was... Their, their playing was pretty clean as well. I don't know. I think yes, was it was. A, it was a close call. And the ensemble was surprisingly good with white belly, but the drum sound was a little bit flat to me, and like you mm-hmm. said, it sort of departed later in the performance. Let's, um, let's see who the real bands are. All right, let's uh, gather, let me gather my list here. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so Bucksburn was the first. Seventy cent, yes. Green Glen United was uh, Buckin Peterson. They were first at the European Championships just uh, less than a month ago. Um, yeah, and then good to see New York Metro in there doing pretty well. Yeah, that's going to I, I like I like their drumming. I thought their drumming was really was really good. Um, I honestly I had trouble remembering that far back um, into the drumming, but yeah, I mean from what I can remember, they seemed pretty good. Yeah, and Bleary Eye Distillery was Ottawa Police. Uh, they won Cambridge. They've been winning consistently in Ontario this year. Interesting. So Ottawa may be going with a slightly lower pitch. I thought they were hands down the best pipe section that I heard. Yeah. Um, I, but in, 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 you know, and it's, it's surprising. They were probably one of the few that had. They, I think they heard some little sort of minor slip in their performance, but that was it. And every all the other bands definitely had major slips. You know, it's amazing what that can do to a performance. You know, when it's, especially when it's relatively good. You know. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, you know, um, Ottawa, right? Low pitch, and it's going to be lower over there. I hope that doesn't hinder their their chances. You know, like some judges, like myself, would probably forgive that. Uh, granted, the you know significantly better playing. However, you know, all you need is one or two judges to be like, "What the heck is this?" and kind of sink yeah. you in the result. There's, def- there's definitely a difference in their expressing a real present presentation too. Like you know, compared to somebody like. Bleary and District, who won the All Islands, and and, and Buck and Peterson, who won the Europeans. Like they, you know, it's just a different, a different presentation. Which you know, depending on who's judging, I guess I don't know, might get passed over or actually given some consideration. You know. Yeah, interesting. I, I'm not that familiar with the Grade Two bands from the UK. I'm really not. So, so it's hard to comment too much further than that. Um, but but I thought it was pretty interesting. Well, I mean it's it's the pathway, right? I mean once once a band does pretty pretty well in grade two, they usually get the bump up by the RSPBA. I mean the last band to do that was Denny and Dunapace Glen Eagles, I think, it was last year. They won the grade two. Did they, did they get moved? Year. And they got moved, and they've been playing the grade one. It's their first year in grade one, I think. And and I, I listened to their uh, performance at the Scottish Championships. It was pretty good. You know, a lot, a lot of mistakes, though, <laughs> which I think, you know, unfortunately for them, you know, uh, sort of marred an otherwise pretty good performance. You know, it's very, very, just very impressive, you know, overall for being a great two band just a year ago, you know. 
Yeah, it's all very interesting, isn't it? Uh, definitely all very interesting. Um, yeah, I, I lost my train of thought. I was going somewhere with that. It's kind of like so, trying to hold things. I don't. Over. I don't know. What the, the grade two is 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 it six bands go on to the final heat or is it more than that? I don't yeah. know. Six bands from each heat go into the final heat. Six bands from each heat. Okay, so it's going to be twelve. All right. So they have to do well in the medleys, which can be kind of interesting, right? Yeah. Um, so I know yeah. that, for example, I know that New York Metro has a very, um, uh, what's the word? A very contemporary medley so they they've taken a lot of donald mcleod tunes and rearranged them um, yeah like um i assume they should still be plenty good enough to make the final and, and play that msr which will be really good for them obviously uh, i hope that goes well so so it should be interesting to see and of course you know i'm pretty sure the uk judges are going to be more familiar with uk medleys that they've heard before as well so yeah yeah I think there's. And I, don't, and I don't know. The, the, I get this. I get this suspicion, and just while we're talking about the worlds, that you know, on Saturday, um, the live feed from BBC is going to be on Sunday uh, for the Grade One finals. But the uh, Saturday contests are going to be live streamed uh, via the worlds.co.uk site, and I, I get the impression that they're going to be showing a smattering of competitions, not just like one camera showing, you know one circle kind of thing, because there's two circles going on simultaneously in the grade one, and um, two heats in the grade two, and multiple heats in all the other grades as well. So I, I get the impression that they're going to be showing uh, different you know, performances by different bands in different grades, which will be pretty interesting, and has never been done, and will be pretty cool to watch. You know? um, I thought I had a Twitter app here. I saw on Twitter yesterday that they are indeed going to be uh, live casting it again. Um, Sunday is going to be the BBC, um, which I believe the URL for that is um, bbc.co.uk slash world. Yeah, is, uh, yeah she, usually that, yeah, the, that, that, that's right now, I think they still have a 2012 site up on that, on that, on that link, yeah, which I think hopefully sure will be up next month. But, uh, you know, and then um, I forgot what they said in regards to... Um, uh, I forgot what they said. Well, the world—I think they have—they've got a live feed link, you know, for a streaming of some kind going on, on uh, via the worlds.co.uk site, the, the dedicated World Pipe Band Championship site. Which, uh, but the BBC stream will be on Sunday of the Grade One final, which begins, I think, at 10 a.m. Eastern time, or yeah, no, 10 a.m. their time, local local time would be about seven. We were under the impression that it was only going to be Sunday, and so everybody was kind of going to get, um, you know, the shaft essentially, and not be able to get to hear the. Um, the I think that's true. That. <laughs> yeah, that's I think that's going to be true. <laughs> you know, there's no way to do it. You know, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you're going to get a chance to hear all the bands, but I'm sure you get to hear, you know, a bunch of them. And I don't think it's going to be every. And I don't think it's just going to be the grade one. I think it'll be. I get the impression that's going to be a lot of the different grades. So that would we'll be great. Grade two bands. Well, that's two nights in a row. I'll stay up all night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what time? What time is it for you to get to get up and watch that stuff? Oh, out west. I think. I think um, in years past we've started at one a.m. We we get together at a friend's house and um, watch the qualifier. Then everybody quick goes to get a nap, and then um, we watch the finals. <laughs> Then we have a, a Scottish uh, breakfast fry, and then watch the results. It's a good so, day. 
Yeah. I wonder if there's but an increase. Did you have to start later this later in the morning uh, this year? So you don't have to. You can start. You got to start your night a little later. <laughs> I'm sure there's um there's an increase in vehicular, um, you know, vehicular death um, the Monday after the Worlds among pipe, pipers and drummers in the U.S. Because no one gets any sleep that weekend. Let's face <laughs> it. And then if if not that, then by the end of the week they're having cardiac issues from all of the you know, haggis and fried breakfasts that they're making, you know, to honor the world's... Pile of scotch eggs they ate in the morning. Leslie says, why does the site say 2012? Beats me. Yeah, I think they're not up on, not on the ball yet. I'm sure it's going to be launched at some point soon, I would hope. But, uh, you, you know, so. I know, I know that Bob Worrell is on deck, is on board for commentating the final, so um, it's going to happen, I would imagine. It's just a matter of when. Cool. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Um, thanks very much, Paul, for joining us today and Vin for getting all this stuff together again. And I think we should wrap it up there. Cool. So uh, thanks very much for coming, everybody. We will be back next week. Uh, we'll be back next week doing a show. So we'll see you then. Thanks awesome. for coming. Enjoy your week.